Might as well get it in, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm good. How are you doing? I uh, can't complain. Who are you again? I'm Kwaku. <laughs> who are you? I'm Hato, and this is Radio Zambunda the... Dope. Shit. Every time you ask me that question, I was like, Wait, you know who I am. Why are you asking me it's that? Hilarious. It's hilarious. It like, takes me a the, second. Yeah. It's like the 52nd episode, I believe, or or somewhere. We're, we're above 50. We're, we're north of 50. Oh, I should know this by now. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I mean... I, Look, we've been sort of, we've, we've got a, you know, the speaking of how many we've done, I mean, the streak has been good um, and still unbroken. And I have uh, um, really, you know, high hopes for the next guest that I'm bringing on. So I'm hoping that you uh, dig this person. But, uh, you know, we're doing pretty good for this uh, Radio Zamunda thing. I agree. And, and um, I like how appropriately vague you are for this yep. being, the sentient mm-hmm. being that yep. joined us shortly. Yep, yep, yep. We'll make sure I'm not clipping on this mic. So, uh, yeah, let's. Uh, why, why don't we just get into it, man? Let's dig in. I have no idea who this is. I'm normally uh, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. We normally do these afterwards. Yeah, I know who the guest is, even though I talk about it as if I don't. Exactly. And same thing with you. But yeah. I literally don't know, and it's yeah. driving me crazy. I know it does. I know it does, bro. <laughs> I know it does. So, so yeah, let's do it. So you with the little naughty dreads and the glasses and the cool like John Vervedo shirt. Who are you, bro? I'm Kwaku. And who are you? I'm Atu. And this is Radio Zamunda The Dope Shit. Wow. And uh, today, you know, I've, I've been bringing in the dope shit lately for these last like five, six, yeah, seven like episodes. Five. Yeah. Kwaku, you kind of sleeping, bro. You kind of sleeping. No, I'm not no, sleeping. No, I know. You're, you're, you're I, I got to leave some space for you, man. You got the hustle. You got the hustle. The whole, the whole team has to shine. You I know feel, what I mean? I feel you, and I love that. That's black power. <laughs> that's black pride right there. Like, That's what I'm saying, We don't pull each other down like crabs no, in a barrel. We don't do that. We lift each other up. I love that. Yeah. So speaking of black pride, black power, black mm-hmm. excellence, mm-hmm. we've got my good friend, and I'm not going to say anything else besides that. Well, you can say it all. I can, I can see the name. This is the okay, Zoom Okay, part. okay, okay. So I'm just, for the audience, the people who aren't on Zoom with us, but will be Fair. listening. Yes. My girl, Jocelyn Beal. What's up, Joss? Hi. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. All right, all right, all right. And so um, it, for Jocelyn and others who might be not in, uh, who we're just introducing to Radio Zamunda today, um, the way Radio Zamunda works is that Kwaku and I have been friends for a while and we're always putting, one guy is always putting the other onto some dope shit. Like, it'll be mm-hmm. like, yo, did you hear this album? Yo, did you see this movie? And then we'll just have these long discussions about it. So one day... Uh, Kwaku's friend was like, yo, uh, why don't you all do a podcast and talk about music like you do and movies and stuff like that? And we're like, yeah, yeah, cool. And we kind of tried it. And then one day Kwaku was like, yo, instead of just music, why don't we bring people that the other one doesn't know? And mm. that's our dope shit and introduce that person. And then we have that conversation with that person. Mm. So today my dope shit is the aforementioned <laughs> Jocelyn B. <laughs> and like we start off with Radio Zamunda now that because Kwaku hasn't met you, Kwaku has three guesses to guess what you do. 
right. and at the end because he's going to be wrong he's not going to get it and then we can make wow. and then we can get into who jocelyn is so okay. go ahead Mark. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, can I add, can I add one little thing here? Yes, sir. You, yes, sir. Before you do your thing. Yes, sir. Um, so Jocelyn, we like to think of this as, uh, let's say, like Otto and I, we're meeting for dinner or drinks, and then he brings a friend or I bring a friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this okay. is the, and this is the intro piece where you're like, oh, cool. What is it that you do? And then, and then we, you know, we, I try to guess because I don't know you, and uh-huh. Otto cheats because mm. that's what he does. See. See, we right. just talked about that crabs in a barrel stuff, and here you go. No, 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 no that's backsliding. Not no, no, that's no, that's not backsliding. Okay. I'm just letting first time listeners. Wow, I'm wow. just letting them know how you get down. Okay, I mean, I see. wow, coming in very spicy. Okay. I know, I see, right? <laughs> wow, spice. Okay, wow. okay, all right, all right. So, uh, Jocelyn, I'm, I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. I see some beautiful hair. I see some amazing frames. Okay, yes, thank you. (laughs) Because this is what I have to go on. I know nothing. Uh (laughs) Um, I know you're friends with Atos, so I know that you have to be amazing. Um, What what can I... um, I'm going to throw this first one out here. It's just a guess. Okay. Are you in any way involved um, uh, in the fashion industry, maybe as a stylist or something like that? No. Why do the guests enjoy it so much when I get it wrong? <laughs> There's never any sympathy on the other side. You know, I'm just, um, hey, you're Sorry. doing the best you can, bro. You're doing the best you can. Okay. Um, I'm going to go in a different direction. All right. Okay. Based upon nothing. I'm looking behind you. I see some cool curtains. I see it's evening. I see, I see a candle in front of the television, yeah. um, a lamp. Are you a physicist? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the, the pause is just me being, I've never in my life been mistaken in any way for a physicist. So. I'm just trying to uh, establish some boundaries sure, of sure. what might make sense. Because if you were in the science field, you'd be like, oh, well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> or no, close. Not even. Mm. Yeah, okay. Close. Mm. So I, you know, CPA was going to be my next guest, but that's not an official guest. Mm-hmm. A guess, okay? I, you okay. know, because I know we're not doing that. Wow. Um, yeah. So, well, I mean, because it's a range of artists, stories, creative uh, adventures that we go on. You should be mm-hmm. a physicist. Okay. Black girl I power. You. I don't, you know, bro, I, I think you're stalling, bro, because you know I'm it's not... uh, two seconds on the clock, bro. Wow. Got to make this shot, or it's it's over. Now there's a clock. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm now just you see saying. why it came in spicy. Because right. Yeah, yeah I see. You got you to gotta protect yourself. Okay? You know what I mean? You got to protect your neck. Yes. Um, okay. Um, are you involved uh, uh, possibly in the creative fields as a writer? Yes. Whoa. See, that's how it's done. What? Cool, <laughs> cool. I think this is the first time you ever guessed it, bro. That's yeah. how, well, no, I mean, it's just like I'm just guessing at polar ends here. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. That's how okay. it's done. Well done. Yes. Yes. Very, very good. That's good what job. Jocelyn is. Yes. Because there's yeah. nothing on the walls behind you. So I couldn't tell. Like, yeah, I tried to pick up on, like, the little context clues. But where you're situated, it looks lovely. Well, because I'm at my desk. So I'm at, like, a very weird, you know. Uh-huh. You know, like little my new desk actually. It's like an L shape, but I'm at a very weird corner, so you can't really see the art. There's my, right. Like, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because yeah. I, I might have asked if you were a visual artist if I mm-hmm. saw that, but I had mm-hmm. nothing. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to dig into what you do like writing yeah. wise and for what format and stuff. Yeah. But I want to say that I know that there are a couple of people like uh, the producer, Rick Rubin, he owns a studio in Malibu and there's literally nothing on the walls because he wants the artists to come in. He doesn't want them to be affected by what uh, they're looking at visually. And then people go in one direction or another. They want to create a vibe or they want it to just be whatever's brewing up inside you. Right. I see. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Well, my well, vibe is like New York apartment that I just haven't really decorated. Oh, I know that world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's kind of it. Yes. So the way I know Jocelyn, and I don't know exactly remember when we met, but I feel like, because Jocelyn has also been an actor before, and I know Mm -hmm. that I've done readings with Jocelyn. I feel like the first time was probably like a Katori Hall reading, maybe. That sounds right. That might have been right. This is a number of years ago. And so, you know, Jocelyn, we'll get into how Jocelyn got into writing. But, like, I first knew Jocelyn as an actress. Mm -hmm. She was great. We were like, oh, we noticed, we recognized each other's last names. And then, you know, you go into this one and you're like, hey, you're from Ghana, too. You know, she said it. She said it. I saw the last name. I was like, "Mm -hmm." yeah. And then then you said my name as if you're one of my cousins. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yes. Yeah. So so that's how I started off knowing Jocelyn. And, you know, we kept in t- contact and I would see her do stuff. She would see me do stuff. And I was traveling, traveling. And then for me, the next thing I know, Jocelyn started just writing plays and <laughs> like not like writing plays for herself. Like, I mean, yes, writing plays for herself. But like it was like she started writing plays and then she was like off Broadway. And then she was like getting these kind of like accolades and stuff like that. I was like, Joss. And then she just like her, you know, her like her like uh, curve went from like kind of steeping up, steeping up and all of a sudden went boom. And I was like, <laughs> Joss is crazy. So that's the thing. That's the reason I brought you on, because I know you're dope. I've always admired you. I've always admired your wit, your talent, uh, the your hustle, all of that stuff. You're like, like, just like sort of like just low-key hustle you know what i mean <laughs> you, know, you don't even know she's doing it, and then she's like pop she'll just <laughs> knock you in the face so that's kind of what i brought you on for just to like hear how you got to where you are from where you started so yeah. and that's how we do it from radio zamunda it's like what we're interested in uh with everybody that we bring in is like your origin story like yeah. where you started where you got maybe your inspirations on all that stuff and like kwaku will always say tell us as much or as little as you want but it's all fascinating to me there's nothing about yeah. you that i'm not fascinated with so please you know oh, that's uh, so nice can i have just one caveat too mm-hmm. i how many one um black women playwrights are there and then two ghanaian yeah women you know because mm-hmm. We all have probably derivative parents, mm-hmm. so I'm assuming. Yeah. Were you supposed to be a doctor or an engineer? I just want to. That's my uh, first question. Uh, yeah, <laughs> doctor, doctor or dentist. There you, go. Uh, there you go. That was like supposed to be, you know, the trajectory. So yeah, didn't happen. Yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so, also, Otto just randomly just scoops up all the Ghanaians he meets in any set because that's how yeah. I met him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was an extra, and mm-hmm. he's just like, oh. Kweku? Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. Must start with me. Must start with me. Yeah. That one, we have to do the, that. Yeah, one yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's 
so funny. Well, there's a lot of black women playwrights. There's a lot. Okay. There's, yeah. a, there's not a lot who get produced. Yeah. But there are a lot of us. Now, in terms mm. of like Ghanaian women playwrights, that that is a much smaller pool. I can probably yeah. think of four offhand. Right. right. Um, but the so the pool is is pretty small. So a lot of so really we all of the African women playwrights kind of like bond together and I we bet. you know you know stick together because really if if one of us gets produced that opens the door for another yeah. one of us to get produced. And that's yeah. really, you know, my luck was that like there had been at least a you know a few pretty successful plays about African people set mm-hmm. in you know various different countries. And that really opened the door for me and my my first play that got produced in particular, which was called Schoolgirls or the African Mean Girls Play. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel very lucky that like, you know, that that was like a very clear example to me. I actually watched the road be paved for me. Um, wow. So that was pretty cool. Um, wow. And I'm, I'm very, very, very grateful um, for that. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. What, what is my origin story? Yeah, yeah, from? take us Where back. You from, you're, you're from uptown, you from? right, Harlem? I am. I'm actually, yes, I'm from uptown. I grew mm-hmm. up in, I grew up, was born and raised in Washington Heights, mm-hmm. uh, where I still live. I still live in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll probably hear the neighborhood in a second. Mm-hmm. So, like, yep. we'll see, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, my, I'm the youngest of three. My older brother, of course, became the doctor, mm-hmm. you know, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, I have an older sister who um, is a social worker, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm the youngest um, mm-hmm. and the black sheep of the family who's an actor <laughs> and a playwright. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We're raising our hands in agreement. Yes. <laughs> so, like, nobody knows. No, nobody in my family knows or understands what I do, but they're happy for me. Um, right. So, like, that's cool. And yeah. I actually really thought for a long time I was going to be a dancer. Uh-huh. Um, that was like the first thing that I was that I did. Like I, you know, we all had the like community center dance programs yeah. or whatever, and I did that. And I was super obsessed with dance. I loved it so much. Um, and Living Color was like a hit show when okay, I was you know, okay. younger. Yeah. So I was like, cool, I'm a you know do this dance thing, and I'm become a fly girl, and mm-hmm. like that's my yeah. life, you know. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, but of course, the show was off the air in like seconds, you know. Right. So, right. Um, so I kind of had to pivot, and so I basically like dance eventually led me to um, musical theater. Musical theater eventually led me to um, you know just straight drama. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like all kind of a progression. But I didn't really act like act act or do my mm-hmm. first play or anything till I was like 18. It was like just yeah. before I graduated high school. So I was kind of late. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To the acting game, which was you know interesting. Right. Um and then I went to college and I studied theater and mm-hmm. English. I went to Ohio State. Okay. Um the Ohio State University. The Ohio State Ohio State <laughs> University. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to go to a big school because right. I I went to I went to a very um, small school. I actually went to a boarding school when I was mm-hmm. twelve, mm-hmm. and it was a very small school. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm trying to get out of here." Where uh, was it? Yeah, it was in New I, England. No, okay. So the boarding school. Um, I will pause on for the boarding school. Boarding school. <laughs> I went to Milton Hershey boarding school mm-hmm. in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is a completely free school is mm-hmm. completely scholarship based mm-hmm. um for kids who have academic promise but 
don't have the financial means to go to a good program. And it was created by the guy who invented Hershey chocolate. Oh, wow. Okay. He donated his entire trust fund to a completely free boarding school for, Mm -hmm. you know, kids. Yeah. Did you Um, do prep for prep? Um, No. Did you go that route? Okay. Okay. No, it wasn't that. It was like you totally just applied and like, if you got in, you got in. If you didn't, you didn't. But we, you know, we got in, and of course, you know, I have African, you know, parents, mm-hmm. and my, mm-hmm. my parents had been divorced at that point, so my mom was pretty much doing a lot on her own. Right. And so when she found out about a free board at school, so I, y'all go in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the way she packed my back, I was like, go You feel like some kind of way. Like, no, see ya. Yeah. 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 It's completely free. Everything, they pay for everything. Medical care, dental care, everything. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> my bag that's and me off. yeah um and how old were you again i was 12 12 12 you said okay well yeah i mean the was school that scary? at night like i was like I, like at night i remember when i was going to sleep you know you live in these nice houses with other girls your age right and you know it's a co-ed school but boys live in their own you know student home and um, you have like a married adult couple that take care of you and they're called your house parents. And mm-hmm. But you still, the, going to school is still regular. You still have regular yeah. teachers and all of right. that. But right. um, I just remember being very scared at night. Like the mm-hmm. first night I went to sleep, I was like, what the hell is that sound? <laughs> right. And my, my roommate was like, what do you mean? And I was like, that sound, that sound. <laughs> and eventually she was able to figure out that it was cricket. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> So like, this, this is how freaked out I was. <laughs> I was a kid who lived in the Bronx, and then mm-hmm. my parents moved to Rockland County. And, oh, I see. Yeah. And the silence scared me uh, because you're used to cars, freaky. music, yeah. people talking, whatever. And to this day, I can't go to sleep in a silent room. I need to it's be listening to something because exactly. I couldn't sleep. It was oh. deafening. That's so it's funny. Scary. Yeah. It's scary to me. I, was I don't like, know. Yeah. I, I was like the opposite growing up in upstate upstate New York and Schenectady, mm-hmm. dead quiet, probably like Hershey, Pennsylvania. Then we moved yes. down to Scars or New Rochelle. And, you know, it, it, still it was a suburb. So, like, when we would go into New York, we loved New York, but New York was scary because it's loud. There's too many people. I'm like, how right. y'all do things? So I love how we have the, the sort of opposite reaction. I can sleep in a dead ass quiet room with crickets. That's my no. jam. Uh-huh. Mm. That's, the sound, that's the sound before they come and get you, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, no, that's it. That's, that's the so quiet. Bad. That's the quiet before the storm. Wow. Um, like, no, they invented the sleep timer on TVs for me. Like, <laughs> it, it was invented for me. Got it. Um, so, yeah, because I went to such a small school in, mm-hmm. you know, Hershey for um, middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go to a really big school. And so I went to um, Ohio State. And mm-hmm. And I loved it. I love football. So I love, you know, like the games. Like I loved all of that stuff. I loved the parties. Like it yeah. was like, I got the quintessential college experience. But I also really, you know, learned for the first time, like the kind of hardship of being a person of color. So mm-hmm. like, here's like what's interesting. Cause like I grew up in New York and I've always grown up around people, you know, Washington Heights is a mo- mostly, you know, Dominican and mm-hmm. Puerto Rican neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I was always like around black and brown people, you know, yeah. and my boarding school, even though it's in Hershey, the school was like 85 percent kids of color. Wow. So I, was, I was really around a lot of like first gen kids and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. So when I went to Ohio State, I was like, 
everyone is white. <laughs> I was going to ask that about the boarding school yeah. because that's yeah. what it was like for me in the Bronx. I thought Puerto Rican people were white. Wow. This is oh, like okay. up until like fourth grade. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And, and so when I moved to the suburbs, it was the exact opposite. And there was one other black kid. I won't say his name. He was a nice guy. But he, because <laughs> I'm going to, I'm about to, anyway, he passed yeah, away. But here's oh, the point. Okay, okay. He was a really nice guy, but literally he was the dirtiest person I'd ever met. Wow. And so before I came into that school, this is what all those kids thought black people were. Oh. Right. The dirty right. kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, which is and, like tough. Right? Yeah. You know, but so I, I imagine it's even harder when you're in college and you're dealing with similar scenarios. Yeah, mm. and most of these people, you know, it's a state school. So most yep. of these people were from Ohio. Like, yeah. you know, I was I was already, I mean, listen, the timing was crazy. I was already like, you know, one of the few people who's like not even from Ohio going right. to that school. And um my Ohio State also went in quarters, not in semesters. Right. So I started much later than everyone. I started in mm-hmm. like kind of late, like middle, late September. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be a freshman six days after September 11th. No. So. Oh, man. It was a crazy time. Um, and every, you know, and all you do freshman year is like you go around and icebreakers yeah. is like your name, where you're from. Yeah. And it was like the conversation was stop dead. Wow. <laughs> like when I'm like, I'm Jocelyn B. I'm from New York City. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, and I was like, oh my God. Like how yeah. and it, it went on that way for like the whole first first year. So it was like, it was pretty crazy. Hmm. And um Anyway, I mean, yeah, like I feel like I had the same experience that a lot of college kids have, yeah. uh, black kids have when they go to a mostly, you know, a P, uh, you know, PWI, mm-hmm. and um, and I was like one of the few black people in theater. I didn't mm-hmm. get cast in almost anything. Wow. Um, in my program, so um, it's prepping they, you for Hollywood or. You know what? It was totally. It totally was. Yeah. They should really call it a Hollywood prep program. <laughs> That's actually what I think it was. Um, and um, yeah, and so like by chance, I just needed to compensate for credits that I wasn't getting because I wasn't getting cast in shows. And so I took a playwriting class to like, oh, you know, wow. compensate for those credits. Wait, hold on. So if you don't get cast, you don't get credits, even though you're in the court. That's yes. gangster. And you get you have you have to get cast and stuff. But like, if you get cast to type, yeah. and you cast the type, and like, I'm yeah. not the type that yeah. you believe should be in stuff. You know, yeah. like. What am yeah. I going to do? And so you have to figure out a way to make up those credits. And so wow. I took, I took play, a playwriting course. And that was how I started writing. Oh, wow. So <laughs> it was like out of wild. Yeah. And, yeah. and so did you, so it was, it, so what, what's I, I find interesting about all our radios and Munda things is I always call it like the constellation of events that got you to a certain place. Like, mm-hmm. so everybody's heard my story about how I became an actor. Like I was, um, I was taking chemical engineering and then my girlfriend at the time dared me to do a play. And suddenly I was like, Oh, oh damn, right. Yeah. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Like, right? What? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> But, but and so I'm always interested. It's like this chance occurrence because you know, once we get to the plays that she's written and the work that she's been doing now and and some of the work that she's done beyond, you're like, so by random chance, 
and based on racism, you know what I mean? You were like, man, I, I got a random racism. Yeah, yeah. Random racism. Let's roll the dice. I'm going a, I'm to a take, uh, take a playwriting class and see. And then yeah. all of a sudden, boom. Oh, okay. It was this thing. So my, yeah, my, my, I, I enjoyed it. That's, yeah. that's what I will say. Like I enjoyed mm. the class. I thought it was really fun. Mm-hmm. I didn't think anything of it other yeah. than like, I'm, you know, I'm taking this, I'm going to do this thing and like get my credits and, you know, we'll see. I start every intention of applying to graduate school as an actor. Uh-huh. Um, and so when I took the playwriting course for a second time, because, mm-hmm. you know, I had to make the credit. Yeah. Random racism you know, again. <laughs> yeah. Random racism. Yep. Um, I took it again towards the end of my, you know, junior year. And my professor was like, listen, I think you have a really good ear for dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if playwriting is something you want to continue to do, but I would encourage you to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, you know, I don't hear people who have that kind of comedic, you know, voice um, mm-hmm. very often. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, think about it. Yeah. And so I took the summer to think about it. And then when I was applying to schools, you know, my senior year, I applied to some as an actor mm-hmm. and I applied to some as a playwright for oh, grad wow. school. Wow. I just rolled the dice and I was like, we'll see what happens when I get in. I did get into a couple acting programs, but then I also got into Columbia's playwriting program. Wow. And I was like, that's not bad. I feel like I should try it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I did. And, and I came and, back home. And along the way, because we're all West African first generation children. Yeah. Right. So I, I went and I got my chemical engineering degree. So mom and dad were cool. Now yeah, when yeah, yeah. going for playwriting and acting, were mom and dad cool or they were like, hey? No, they okay. were, I mean, my, I mean, mom was definitely, you know, dad was like, you know, follow your heart. You know, yes, he's, okay. you know he's a little bit of a dreamer. He's like got one it. of those kind of dads. Got um, it. So he was like, follow your heart, do what you what's on your heart, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, thanks. Um <laughs> Does that mean you know, help me pay for my heart or <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. You know. Uh-huh. Um, mom, not so much. She right. was like really she was pretty freaked out about mm-hmm. um, you know, me getting a, even an English degree. She thought, well, maybe you'll be a teacher, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. that's 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 like the lowest rung acceptable, right. you know. It's like doctor, lawyer, school teacher, engineer, yeah. you know, you know, like right. engineer, school teacher. Like, yeah. you're like right at the bottom. Right. You know, everything after, else is just failure. Everything yeah. else, exactly. why did we come to yeah. this country? Yeah, yeah. yeah. After, exactly. After school teacher is just a disgrace to the family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and so, um, so she was like, well, at least it'd be, you know, whatever. But you know what's crazy? It's like the fact that I got into Columbia. Yeah. It was like, that tipped it, she right? could at least hang her hat on Ivy yeah. League, you know what right. I mean? It was right. like, it didn't matter what I was studying there. Yeah. I could have been studying, you know, botany. I don't know. But right. like, it was like Colombia. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somehow that was kind of okay. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was in Columbia's, um, I did Columbia's playwriting program, which was wild. Because mm-hmm. it was, it was also its own weird, that school's weird. Right. Like, do we talk about that enough? It's so expensive mm-hmm. and yes. it's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually, like, let's talk about the price point for just one second. Because I went mm-hmm. to NYU yeah. for grad school. Mm-hmm. Okay. NYU you know. for grad school. $1,200 a credit. Not a class. Wow, you broke it down to credit. Okay. Wow. A credit. Yeah. And you need 30 credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Nope. It's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I mean, 
Columbia at the time that I was there was like 40, 42,000 a year or something. Like that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's only more than that now. Right, I've been yeah, out of school yes. for a Yeah. I'm like, it's very expensive. And, and a lot of it is real estate in New York. Yeah. That's why I was talking about spent, yeah, because yeah. you take mm-hmm. you take that class somewhere else mm-hmm. and it's like a third cheaper. Right. Like if you went to Boise State, it would have been forty thousand yeah. for your entire program, probably. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and like you know, listen, like this is all, I, I also too played into the name. You know what I mean? Right. I could have gone to uh you know, University of Southern Illinois in Carbondale. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Which <laughs> yes. is actually a school I didn't get into, and they gave me a free ride, but I was like. Yeah. Is yep. that going to get me indoors in the same way that Columbia mm-hmm. University was? True, true, yep. true. And do you want no to be shade in to New them. York? Shout out to them. But yeah. like, right. yeah. If, yeah. You're, if you're working to be a playwright, what city yeah. do you want to be in? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. I know I also still wanted to, yeah, I wanted to still <laughs> pursue acting. And I'm like, right. I can't do that in Carbondale. Blessings. Shout out to Carbondale. But. Yes. <laughs> Blessings. <laughs> now, 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 with the writing thing, like even before uh, Columbia, when you were at Ohio State, had you written like full plays or like one acts that you saw per, uh, performed? And so what I, I, I've written some stuff before and we've we've had writers on in all different stripes. And one of my things that I, I find fascinating is what what people's when you wrote, let's say, your first play or your first piece, what was that like? Was it something that like poured out of you? Did you hear the voices in your head or was it a struggle? Like, what was that like? It all came, I, that's one thing I discovered. It came out mm-hmm. very fast. Right. Um, it came out very fast. It did definitely like pour it out. I mean, it was like the first like real full play that I wrote mm-hmm. was certainly an amalgam of like, you know, every, all of my favorite, you know, sitcom episodes and yeah. all of my favorite, like, yeah. rom-com movies. Like, I right. was sold from everything. Right, right. And, like, you know, mashed it all into one, you know, mm-hmm. play. Um, but to that to that end, I, it was very fun. Like, I enjoyed actually writing it, which is why I think, I why I understand that comedy is, like, definitely, you know, where my voice lives easily. Because yeah. when I yeah. tried to do a dramatic short piece mm-hmm. it was like so hard it was right. very hard for me to write yeah um, i mean I, I don't i don't um i don't uh, uh say that i know you like real well like oh you're my girl like we don't we we bump into each other we see each other and we yeah. uh, I, I very much admire you but every time i hang out with you for even five seconds i'm like yo that lady is funny like you, you know what i mean <laughs> and the things that i've seen unfortunately every time you do a play i'm somewhere else on the planet and it really pisses me off that i haven't <laughs> seen them physically it really drives me crazy it, it, it makes me feel like you're trying to do the play you wait till i leave town and then yeah, you're like that's yeah, I, 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 just, right. I ask right. your agent what your schedule is, yes. and then I plan my play around it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good move, Jocelyn. I think that's yeah. solid, solid yeah. planning. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so so you, you're out of well, we're we're at Columbia now. Um, mm-hmm. Before now before we before we progress, oh, uh-huh. can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah, I guess. So. Okay, <laughs> you're like all right. Uh, <laughs> at what point for you? And this might tag in maybe after Otto's question, at what point for you do you feel that your influences went from being you just borrowing like those scenes and stuff to becoming your style? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to add the context for it, you know, for, I mean, for a long time, even currently I, 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 my main artistic venue is music. 
And when you first start out and you're singing in bands, you're writing a song like, oh, that's great. You sound just like this person. You know, this is great. And then after a while, people are like, oh, is that you? Mm-hmm. And it, and they don't hear your influences anymore, mm-hmm. but they but they more sense or appreciate the way you put things together mm-hmm. to be this original thing. For yeah. you, when did like you that. feel that you sort of locked into that, where it didn't sound like you were just pulling all of your best episodes, but it became Jocelyn's style? Mm. Wow. If I'm being if I'm being totally honest, um, probably four years after I graduated from grad school. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happened mm-hmm. way, way after, mm-hmm. way after mm-hmm. um, I left school. I think that that was, I think, part of it is like when I was in school, I was working so hard to kind of like please the master mm-hmm. and like write the like Columbia play or right. whatever. Right. Um, that it was all kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. It was like always it was like a weird hybrid of like a kitchen sink drama with like trying to have funny jokes in between, like sprinkled okay. in. Yeah. And it was like, that's not, you know, so uh-huh. it was all a mess. I mm-hmm. So I don't, I didn't really even blame anyone when I like walked out of Columbia and didn't have representation. You know, like my showcase was like trash, trash, right. trash. And, like, I, didn't, I didn't have an agent. I didn't yeah. have nothing. I walked out with nothing. Mm. Um, And, you know, true to form in terms of me and education, when I walked out of, when I walked into college, it was after September 11th. And when I walked out of grad school, it was 2008 when the, we were in a recession. Oh, wow. So it was like, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. not tracks. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> and you're doing comedy too. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. This is a great time to make people laugh. <laughs> great time. Wow. Um, so I was just, I, I, I just put writing down when mm-hmm. I left school and I just hustled. Like mm. hustled, hustled, hustled. I was working a bajillion different jobs. I was auditioning. I was mm. going to all the open calls. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was non-union, of course. So mm-hmm. I just would wait all day at these like open calls. And then I had like truly four different jobs, like mm-hmm. handing out flyers in Times Square mm-hmm. or Shrek the musical, truly, with like Shrek ears on my head, telling wow. people to have a Shrekacular oh. day. It was like wow. man. I can't imagine. You don't know the yeah. things I've seen. Yeah. Um, Where's that photo? Uh, can we use mm. that for the podcast? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know what? I'm not even like, you know, shameful about it. Like, I, I do have it somewhere and I will post it. I'll send it to Alta. I, I okay. will. Okay. It's we'll like, AB I'm not we'll even. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's how, that's how I live. Um, yeah. And I just did that for literally two and a half years until I finally, you know, booked. Um, a show at the public mm. and and finally that was like my break if you will um this play called neighbors um that was at the public oh wait and who was in that was that you and uh it was written by brandon jacobs jenkins yes and um god who was in it so it was a bunch of new people well you know yeah. what it was um so this guy Okiriete Ona mm-hmm. Odawan, who's mm-hmm. now people know him from Hamilton, mm-hmm. but that was also his first show. Right. Um, Tony Patano, like mm-hmm. you know, Chris, 
somebody. I can't remember right. his last name. It was right. like a bunch of like, yeah. you know, okay. mostly new people. And and it was also Brandon's first professional play. Yeah. Um, but it was like very controversial because it was mm-hmm. about minstrelsy and mm-hmm. we were black actors in blackface and like yeah. very tropey, you know, roles. Um, right. So, you know, it was kind of wild, but mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I got my card. I got my yeah. equity card. I got yeah. an agent. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like hustle, hustle, hustle from there. So I think very shortly after that play was when I did that reading of Katori's. And that's right. when I think we met. Yeah. Um, and I was just working wow. very hard to have like an acting career since I finally, you know, had one. But I was still on the side starting to write plays that I felt were true to my voice, which is mm-hmm. African comedy. If somebody right. asked me, like, what do you write? I say, I write African comedy. Yeah. And um, and that was like, and that was when I kind of started doing that. But nobody, nobody cared about my plays. I would do readings. I would mm-hmm. have all kinds of stuff. I did all that for years. And mm-hmm. no one, you know, people were like, we like it. But they just couldn't see. Right. They couldn't understand Africans being funny. They yeah. could not get their brain around it. It was right. like... It didn't matter. Um, yeah, because we're all supposed to be in, you know, in the middle of famine and dying of AIDS and, you know, exactly, you know, and, yeah, you know so war, tough. rape, AIDS, yeah. struggle, strife. Like those exactly. are kind of like the five, it, yeah. you know, And things. they don't see the humor yeah. in those things. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I actually had people, I had actually had like um, theater directors and, you know, the 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 guards at the gate, if you will, yeah. various different guards at the gate who have mm-hmm. said to me, like, everyone in your plate's so happy, but yeah. it's in Nigeria. I don't understand. <laughs> so these like, are people who've never been to Nigeria. Yeah. Well, well of course, Nigerian. you know, these are yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like what? Yeah. And so, um, and and this had now been going on from what, like 20, 2012 until mm-hmm. I don't know, 2011 to like right. 2017, basically. Right. And um, I was in a Broadway show, my first Broadway show, mm-hmm. um, The Curious Incident of the Dog mm-hmm. in the Nighttime. Like that, that was a my great play. Great play. Yes, I love that play. I mm-hmm. had such a great time. So and good. I was thrilled. I yeah, you saw that one. You saw in the room. You saw some good ones. I saw some good ones. I haven't seen yeah. yours. That's the that's I the see, thing that's that what it makes is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I left Curious Incident and was like, "Look, I'm tired of peddling these other plays of mm-hmm. mine that nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. I've got an idea. Let me just, you know, play play, you know, play their game." Mm-hmm. And so I wrote the first draft of Schoolgirls. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. um. And only before I was mailing it or emailing it out to like literary managers and people who wanted to read it was when I added that subtitle or the African Mean Girls play, just oh. to immediately contextualize it for them. Yes. Okay. When, when they that read was going to be my next question. How did, you know, so like you take oh. the roots and, and um, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, all that, and, and um, the OK player. Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the whole point behind OK Player, you know, Blackstar, all these groups, was to create mm-hmm. context for this because exactly. people thought hip hop music was either NWA mm-hmm. or you know uh, things derivative of that, like Tribe was just like a like a one off, mm-hmm. right? And so right. they created this where they would all contribute content because they wanted to create context for the art that they were creating. Exactly, uh, and that exactly. was going to be my question for you: How did you create context? 
for the gatekeepers. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, for that particular play for schoolgirls, it was it was all in the title. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you know, the play is like, yeah, there's it's it's high school and it's about girls who are, you know, some girls who are mean, particularly mm-hmm. one mean girl, mm-hmm. but like that's a very universal concept. Like, you know, right. Tina Fey didn't invent that. Um, mm-hmm. but I I knew that if I just it just made it sound fun mm-hmm. that they would then be like, oh, and and know that when they were approaching the reading the play, they would know, well, I know this is going to be fun because the title told me it's going to be right, fun. Right, right, right. Yes. Um, Even and, though it's African. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, wow, like talk about understanding how to frame things for people because I'll just put in context, like my other play, Nollywood mm-hmm. Dreams, which is yeah. truly like, it's in the title. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, could be called Hollywood Dreams. It's exactly. Like right. Young ingenue trying to break into the industry. Mm-hmm. Her and a fading actress go head to head for a lead role. Comedy mm-hmm. and drama ensue. Blah, blah, right. blah. It's like right. so cute and fun. Right. And they just couldn't get with it. Even mm-hmm. the title alienated them. They were like, what's yeah. Nollywood? Yeah. It looks like it's it's Hollywood, but misspelled. It was like yeah. this whole stupid thing. God. <laughs> Is like, Dolly Parton going to be in this at some yeah, point? Yeah, How, like, it's like, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. You know, so then with Schoolgirls, it was like, I just, you know, made a fun title and somehow that. So with Nollywood, I, I think I had like, I don't know what it was, like five, at that point, it was like five years and I think 11 different readings of it. And I, I still couldn't get movies. it produced. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then Schoolgirls, I had three readings in nine months and it was produced. So wow. Wow. So, it was so pretty bad. <laughs> that's amazing. Let me back you up just a little bit because what mm-hmm. I'm interested in also is, um, you know, w- was there a crew you came up with as well? You know, like wh- what I love is when you're like, I'm writing plays, even though there's no theater necessarily to put them in. So I'm always interested in like when I've written, it's because like we've been able to rent the small theater and do that. Were you doing that as well? Or did you have like uh, one of my one of our past guests was Joshua James. He's a playwright. He's a writer. So we were always like tag teaming and like trying to hustle that way. Were mm-hmm. you doing that just alone or did you have people that you were writing with and writing for and that kind of thing? I definitely had a crew of people who like mm-hmm. always did my reading like, Got it. in okay. terms of other actors. Got I was, it. Got it. I've never acted in my own work. Oh, okay. Is, okay. You know, and I don't know. I never think about it that way. I don't know why, but yeah. I did have like a crew of actors who like always got it were down for me to do got whatever. It. And eventually mm-hmm. I started to, um, you know, a, a crew, a, a couple directors who, sure. you know, were okay. always like, you know, do work with me. So mm-hmm. we just kind of like, you know, and now we're like truly a collective. Like yeah. we, you know, I, I use a lot of the same actors in like kind of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had that, but like I didn't, I wasn't working with like a theater company or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was like wherever we could do a reading, anybody mm-hmm. who was going to do a reading on Hollywood, we were like, bet, let's call such wow. and such, let's call such and such, let's see such and such is free. Mm-hmm. We would, I would pay for, I would pay mm-hmm. them if the theater wouldn't pay them. Yeah. Um, wow. We would try to find free space and, mm-hmm. you know, do a reading in like the middle of the day, you know, yeah. whatever. It yeah. was like, I definitely had a lot of people who hustled with me yeah. and, you know, now we're like going to do the big things together, you know, which, is, which is that feels really exciting. But no, I didn't have like an actual like theater company or, you know, it, or anything mm-hmm. like that. No, I was really 
kind of riding on my own. Man, you're you're like, like a samurai. Myself. Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm going to do this now. Okay. I will do it now. Hey. I just will. I will do it. Yeah. So, so um, now we get to Nollywood. We get to Mean Girls. And I, um, Mean Girls came first, right? As, as far as the, winning. Yeah, that was the first to get produced. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And where did it get produced first? It got produced at MCC Theater. Okay, yes. Uh-huh. Um, which, you know, another unlikely place because I'm yeah. like, what, yeah. you know, who was what's this theater? They yeah. never, they never produce anything black. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we did a reading there and I was like, and now you know what it was? I also had home court advantage being from mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. So like I would invite all of my friends who live right. here, who are not a lot, who are not really theater people. Yeah. So they would come to all of my readings because oh. I'm like, yeah. This is basically how you'll get to see my play. So they yeah. will all show up mm-hmm. and they are all loud laughers. They're all like whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had a reading of schoolgirls at MCC, mm-hmm. brought the house down. Yeah. And then very quickly they were like, okay, we're going to program the play. And I'm like, okay. Cool. So like, <laughs> right. um, you know, welcome, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it was wild because um, very shortly after the celebration of like, oh my God, I'm going to get produced finally. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friend Brandon actually, my, yeah. who, you know, produced, uh, who wrote uh, Neighbors, mm-hmm. who I worked with, several times over the years. He mm. kept me employed as an actor for many yeah, years. He's, he's great. I called him and was like, I'm finally getting produced. And he was like, oh my God, wait, when's the last time MCC's produced a Black playwright? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. We like get on the Google <laughs> show. <and we're> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we discover it had been almost 20 years. Ooh. Wow. Wow. And they've only, at that point, they had only been in existence for 31 years. Wow. So I was like, Wow. How is that so, possible in New York? That like that bugs me well, out. But well, I, mean, that, I know the answer. Yeah, but it's can like, we define yeah. MCC too for the non-theater people? You know, that they, they go by that acronym, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's like the, the the it it stands for Manhattan Class Company. Okay. They never okay. go by that though. Everyone I've refers to them as MCC. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. I've um. Been... Yeah. That's like their. Mm-hmm. No one refer. They don't even refer to it because it no. sounds a little more stush than I think. Yeah. Their, right. their vibe yeah. is. Yeah. Right. Um. They they are they were kind of known for doing kind of like gritty, you know, Neil mm-hmm. Labute plays. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, now he's kind of canceled. Whoops. But, um, <laughs> whoops. Stupid games. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Play stupid games. Get stupid yeah. prizes. Yeah. yeah, like it is what it is. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they were kind of known for that vibe. Mm. So schoolgirls okay. was definitely a big departure, and mm-hmm. you know, just made me. It then activated me in a different way. Then I knew I needed to put on my like kind of producerial hat a little mm-hmm. bit. I was yeah. more involved in like. Um, audience cultivation mm. and you know how the show was marketed, mm-hmm. who they marketed to. Oh wow! Okay. Um, I became very very involved in yeah. the play, having um, very diverse. I knew the, the play specifically was for Black women. It's a play right. about colorism, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, I I know we got to get Black women in there, so yeah. I just kind of devised a plan that, mm-hmm. to their credit, they followed. Yeah, and I think that also made the show really financially at least successful. The critic yeah. stuff was was an added bonus. We didn't yeah. I didn't expect that. 
<laughs> well, I mean, because because it also it you had a couple runs was I feel like it got extended like maybe once or twice. It got extended a few times when we we opened in um, November of 2017. Mm-hmm. We extended three times then. Um, wow. And then um, we couldn't extend anymore because yeah. they had another show yeah. <laughs> that they yeah. had to do. Yeah. And so then they um, decided to bring the show back mm-hmm. for the next season, That's the right. next yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point, the show had garnered enough acclaim that um, a theater in L.A., Center Theater Group, mm-hmm. was like, well, we want to co-produce it with you. So then mm-hmm. they kind of glommed on to our production and we did it in L.A. Um, mm-hmm. um, the fall of September or the fall of 2018, mm-hmm. and then brought the whole production to New York that couple, like, a month later or something like that. So we ended up having, like, a little double, you know, yeah. both, both coasts um, Damn, the next year. Joss. And then after that, it was, like, um, a lot of regional theaters ended up um, right. producing it all over the place, and that was really cool. I did not anticipate that. Yeah. It's a big play. It's a, you know, it's a unit set, but it's, like, eight Black women. I just was, like... Oh, I, I thought know. it was yeah. I thought it was like four. There was four main, and then like like the teacher, my girl who played uh, the teacher. Oh my, one of my favorite actors who played uh, Myra Lucretia Taylor. Myra Lucretia Taylor. Yeah, I yeah. love that woman yes, yes. to my soul and She's bones. She's incredible. She's incredible. Ooh. Yes, yes. Um, but no, okay. it's eight. It's eight. It's eight. It's a oh, cast man. of eight. Okay. Um, yeah. And so I was like, I don't know if this is going to get produced in a lot of places, but. Mm-hmm. It did. It did. Wow. I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting the um the kind of social engineering aspect that you mm. that you've highlighted here because most you know, most people don't think in those terms. When I say most people, I'm gonna say most artists. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm struggling, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. I think I know how to do this thing. That's yeah. level one. All right, mm-hmm. I know how to do this thing. All right, now I need to find something that captures me, but also right. connects with an audience. All right, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, all right, so this should, you know, you're signed to a label. Where should this go? Where should the flyers go? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. as an artist, you don't even really, there's, I don't know if it's a cockiness, but you're like, no, no, I'm, I'm the artist. I've created this. Right. Yeah. People will connect. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you were so willing, you're like, nope, I know I need these people in. I need these people in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe part of it, and you can talk to it, was knowing, all right, cool. I had, I had my friends in there and I saw how they created this sort of um, silent rule book. For this, yeah. mm-hmm. this is where you laugh. This is where you don't laugh. Mm-hmm. Right. This is this is the part where it's like, oh well, oh this is the serious part, right. you know, because people because what you're doing because it's so it's so specific, people need to know how to take it in. Exactly, and only a particular audience of people, like I, it, the play would have died had yeah. we, had I just let it be with you know the regular average older white theater going audience here right. it would have died because they i don't know that they would have understood the humor I, yeah. or maybe if they did understand it maybe they would feel nervous about laughing sure. whatever yeah i that needed agreement. i needed yeah. yeah the the black people the black women even if they weren't african if it's mm-hmm. like i do feel it's a universal story yeah colorism that yeah. they were the ones who needed to be in the audience to give everyone permission to yes. enjoy yes the play and that was imperative. That was yeah. imperative, and I knew that. The, I I knew that because uh, MCC hadn't produced a black playwright in twenty years. They didn't have the skill set to even figure out 
how to cultivate that kind of audience. So I had to, unfortunately, do that on my own. Now, so that, dig oh, deeper. Go yeah, go, no, you I, go. I just want to go a little deeper into that. So, I mean, the recognition of the audience and the lack of sort of a proper audience to like mm -hmm. to, to propel this forward. What did that, how did you, how did you have that conversation? Did you say, okay, look, you're going to produce my play and then here's how we're going to do it. Or how did you sort of like zhuzh that into existence? Well, every playwright who gets produced always has like a, a meeting, you know, mm -hmm. a, a like uh -huh. kind of standard, like, Hey, welcome to our theater. We're going to produce your play. Got here's it. who's doing marketing. Here's who's doing this. Here's who's doing that. Mm -hmm. And so when I had that first meeting mm -hmm. and I sat down with the very lovely marketing people, mm -hmm. everything, all of their marketing targets and how they targeted audiences were like, yeah. not in any way that mm -hmm. would get the audiences I know needed right. to come see the show. Mm -hmm. A lot of NPR. I was like, cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, you know, yeah. a lot of theater talk, you yes. know, yes. on public access. Yes. I'm like, right. who, who right. country clean in the Hamptons. Yes. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, no one around the way mm -hmm. knows what this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hope for a good review from the New York Times and then that takes care of marketing, you know? Right. Yeah. And right. that's not how that works. Like it's just it's just like it's lazy to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so once I saw their list, I was like, cute, cute, cute. Okay, hold my beer. Um Joss, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, let me spend a little black girl do. magic right. on your ideas. Yeah, like good. here's what we have to do. <laughs> right. You need to call this woman. She is mm -hmm. specifically good at targeting older black women for mm -hmm. theater audiences. Mm -hmm. And she's right. great. And we gotta target her early because mm -hmm. black people be late. To, uh, you know, find it out about plays and stuff like that. True. And people don't know that theater tickets are cheaper mm -hmm. um, during previews. So we have to make sure that she gives these tickets out oh, wow. to people for the first, second, and third preview. Mm -hmm. So that way the word of mouth can trickle down. Mm -hmm. And by the time the show opens, mm -hmm. and hopefully, you know, the reviews are good or whatever, mm -hmm. then all the white people who read reviews will come in. And then mm -hmm. all the people who've heard about this play being good will come mm -hmm. in. Right. Wow. wow, people need to listen to black women. I don't know hey, why. That's the theme of the last well, uh, whole Century? millennium of the you know, <laughs> entire existence. But um, that's <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. But but I also have to sort of uh, admire you because you you had to be your young person. You're a young black woman mm -hmm. in a boardroom with you know, theater people who have done this for years and who are you, you don't have a quote name and right. you still had the wherewithal to say, look, this is how we're going to do it, which is, I, I just have to give you props for that. Cause yeah. that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah. I think, you know, I think I also had a little bit of leverage there in terms mm -hmm. of me being at least an actor in theater yeah. who had worked at, I didn't just work sure. at one place. I had mm -hmm. worked at several different theaters mm -hmm. and I kind of, had already been quietly observing how all of yeah. this works. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, cool, well, the public doesn't do that and Signature mm -hmm. doesn't do that and this doesn't right. do that. So, right. I mean, what are they going to say? Yeah. But still, but, to be an advocate for your mm -hmm. own your own creativity, that's exactly. your first time out. Because a lot yeah. of people, they don't get that voice, yeah. you know what I mean, in other, in other uh, artistic industries until they've proven themselves. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. then it's like, all right, okay, Beyonce, then you can be in charge of the artwork right. now. Of course. Because right. you've and done these these and that's why I say, to their credit, you know, they at least, you know, listened to me because they sure, could have right. been like, no, you know, yeah. but mm -hmm. 
I, I you know, I a spoonful of sugar. You know, you just yeah. have to be like, right, let me just let me sweeten yeah. this up for you and what. Mm-hmm. And right. then when they saw how well it worked, they're like, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it also opened up doors for them. I mean, you you are you like disrupted the system that they yes. had, you know, yes. the tried yes. and true system. And I think that they've you know, I think they've benefited from that. Do you know what I mean? Because. Well, from, yeah, they yeah. certainly did. They certainly did financially. That play did very yes. well for that theater. I bet it did because <laughs> I couldn't stop. And again, I was out of town. I was in Canada at one point. I was in London the other point, And I would look at Instagram or I'd be like, damn, it's all oh, this Joss. Like, why is she doing this to me? Like, and I would, I'd be, I come home and it's closed. Or there was one time where it was like, there's no tickets. There's yeah. no tickets. And then I was like in town for a week and then there was no tickets. I was like, Grr. so anyway. <laughs> Man. It was all. It was all about Alto on that. It, it's I, all it about. Was. It's that, that was. I didn't even know that. Jocelyn. She mm-hmm. emailed me and she was like, "Hey, do you want to come to the show? I know you're not here anymore. Yeah. See how not here. These would have been See? his tickets. See how you? I didn't even tell you about that. All is because, dirty. You know. All right. Because you, you, you get too thirsty about these things. You know. <laughs> you know it's just you know. Um, <laughs> let me. Can I ask you? Can I ask you this question? Um, you you have this play. It does so well. It does so well. Mm-hmm. You you're able to create this context for your vision of your art. How does mm-hmm. that affect what you go on to create afterwards? Are you thinking? So I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you this example. I was listening to this interview the other day, and this Dave Grohl, this musician, was talking about how he was writing the song once, and he's in the studio, and they're like, "Well, what should the tempo be?" And he starts jumping up and down because that's what they do at European festivals. And he's like, "This is what I want to happen when we play live." So it jumps up and down, and that's how he figures out how fast the song should be. Interesting. Interesting. So with you, you do, it's you, you do have beats, though. I will tell you. you know what I'm yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It does give you a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get it. That's I a get great it. idea. So you you know what the tempo is. You, yeah. You have an idea of what the formula can be, maybe even how you can build upon it, because that's what you do as a creator. You're like, cool, I've done mm-hmm. this. How do I scale this a little more and do it in this way? How do I go deeper? How do I make it bigger? Mm-hmm. How yeah. did that? success affect what you worked on and how you created afterwards well to i'll I'll say kind of split two ways i'll I'll stick to playwriting for a second one it made me like double down that i had the formula right that i didn't have to like go and do the thing that i was doing in grad school where i was like reaching for other versions or whatever i could just stick to what i was doing i was in my own lane and no, no traffic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt really good and positive about continuing to write that kind of work. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, because I hadn't been produced for so many years, I have other plays. And you know, finally, Nollywood was getting a, a production. And unfortunately, um, it didn't happen because of COVID. We, yeah. we shut down before um, the show could open. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's now postponed indefinitely. But right. yeah, it'll show up one day. Yes. Right. I will be Uh, here. It will be here. Um, (laughs) Send me tickets before you send them to. I will. I will. You're you're on the. Everyone's on the list except. Fuck y'all. Cool. (laughs) 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 So I would say, like for playwriting, it made me. It it really definitely made me like double down and like Mm -hmm. lean in even just ever so harder to what I'm doing because I I feel like I I got it and I'm doing it right and you know. 
people are are with it. And now I don't have to, now people know like, oh, Jocelyn, she writes African comedy. Like yeah. now they just know when they walk mm-hmm. in, like that's what it's going to be. And I, right. I, that's, that's pretty exciting. It yeah. made, it made the marketing for Nollywood dream so much yeah. easier, right. Um, right. you know, than mm-hmm. uh, with school girls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, what I didn't anticipate happening with school girls was that I would be pulled very fast into TV writing. I did not anticipate that's a, that. That's the next um, one. And that is, and that is pretty much what happened. I think mm-hmm. um, this this uh, writer, creator I know named Leslie Headland uh, came to see uh, School Girls, I think the second preview or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And truly, days later, I was hired mm-hmm. to be a writer on Russia Doll. I, I wow. saw that. Yeah, no, I, I saw that on Instagram. I was like, Joss is not playing right now. I'm like, I was just in a reading with her in Katori <laughs> Hall's great play. And she was like, well, you know, I'm acting. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm like, who are you writing for now? <laughs> I was it like, was, it happened minutes. fast. It happened yeah. very fast. And mm-hmm. that was Amazing my first. Show. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank Amazing you. show. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. I loved working on the show. And it was just, it was a really cool first, you know, uh, TV show to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as I was done with that, I got hired on the second season of She's Gotta Have It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, saw that too. Yeah. I, I must be your unknowingly uh, your biggest fan. I know. Like, what you hiding? <laughs> I've seen both of these and, you know. And what Otto said in the intro, it's like putting people on. Like, I don't think I talked to you about Russian Doll, but I was like, have you seen She's Gotta Have It? It's actually really, you don't think it's going to be good because it's a reboot. It's not It has moments. Everything ain't for everybody. Right, right, right. So right, right I get right. that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, and I was on the second season. I was on the first season. So, you know, it was a, it was a slightly different vibe. Sure. Um, but it was a great experience. I'm like, who could say that they just, you know, sat at a table for five months with Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in some cases, arguing with him about what's going to happen in episode three. You know, it's like. <laughs> and even what you were saying about how you have the crew of people that you work mm-hmm. with. Because mm-hmm. I was listening to, oddly enough, another podcast that mm-hmm. Spike Lee was on. It's mm-hmm. actually really good. I recommend it. Questlove Supreme. He does like four hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he talks about. Everybody that he worked with, from like John Turturro to the guy who was in Breaking Bad, and uh, Gene Carlo Esposito, yeah, how yeah. these were all people that he went to school with mm-hmm. at NYU, or that he, mm-hmm. and then yeah. it's like that we're doing the same thing, doing all the reads with him. Yeah. And then when it was time to go do whatever it was, school days to whatever, he mm-hmm. always has, you know, yeah, just blues. call the crew. Yeah. He calls the crew up. And so mm-hmm. I loved when you were describing that. Mm-hmm. I love that idea mm-hmm. of like, totally. cool. Yeah, all of us are going to bring this thing to life. Right. Exactly. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and that was a cool experience. And I thought, you know, um, and 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 I got to be home. Normally, you got to you you get in you know, most TV writers' rooms, especially for comedy. Mm-hmm. They're in LA, and yeah. and, and both these shows were New York shows by New York creators. So mm-hmm. um, it was nice to be, um, you know, home in my own bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think. I don't even know. A couple months passed. I did a couple little, you know, gigs here and there. Mm-hmm. And then I got hired to work on um and and produce. I was mm-hmm. also producing credit on there on Americana, the um adaptation of Americana, which is now on pause. So it's a little yeah. sad. But yeah. we worked on it for um that was like the last show I worked on for um over a year. And and now I'm working on a new show, but I don't 
I actually don't think I'm legally consent. Okay, okay. So, so you have to come back is what you're saying. I, do, I will. I will have yeah. to come back. Um, <laughs> I can tell y'all when we're not recording. Yeah. But yeah. I'm yeah. sorry yeah. to the, I hate when people I, do that. Yeah. But sorry. <laughs> and, and, and so... <laughs> That that's cool. I, I know exactly what you're talking about with that. But like, so so now, where are your parents now? Do you know what I mean? Mm, yes. You know, well, that is still very much like just yep. be happy, follow your yeah, dreams. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's yeah. that. Yeah. Mom, <laughs> um, I think she she doesn't understand. Uh huh. She does. I think she knows I'm doing well because I have like not asked her for money for a number of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think she really like gets it, and it's hard yeah. to be like, Mom. Like, I'm a little bit famous. Like, yeah, you know, like, right, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I can yeah. see. It would be weird though if your mom was watching. She's got to have it though. You know what yeah, I mean? She's not watching. She don't need it. <laughs> that would be a little intense. You know, blessing, blessing to the blessing to the uh, to the parents to the African yeah. parents. They can't. Yeah. She can't even operate her WhatsApp. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> Yeah. It's like really a problem. Yeah. So she's not really tapping in. She know obviously she knows she saw schoolgirls and the, yeah. you know, like oh right. this is, you know, and especially because the play is like loosely based on um the boarding school she went to in Ghana. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you know, she's like she had all of that stuff, but like she doesn't really she just knows that I'm doing okay, but like yeah. she has no real concept for that. Um in terms of the writing, mm-hmm. and then as as an actor, she's just like, but you're not Lupita, but you're not, <laughs> but you're not Udo, you're not winning awards, you're not yeah. winning uh, things. So <laughs> I'm not sure you're doing too well with that one. That you know? What you are doing, you are yeah. capturing what it's like to be a child yeah. of African parents. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you know. I like a couple years ago. I did this thing, and uh, I, uh, for the UN, I did this thing where I, I went and shot this short documentary in Fiji about climate change, mm. and then we we got to go present it at this big UN conference in Germany, and I got a write up in Reuters mm-hmm. where they mentioned me by name, yeah. and my dad's like, "Yeah, keep it up." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Bro, yeah. But yeah, I found your name. Okay, that's good. Paragraph, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the the reason I ask that question is I, I'm always, you know, like this. Of course, she wouldn't see like school days, but like there's something about an African name in the credits yes. that yes. I know that yes. my, you know, my my I think my my mom and dad are are kind of unique in that they were like they say we were very scared when you went to the drop the chemical engineering you went to act and we were like we were scared but we didn't do anything you know what i mean and they were cool but they always kept quiet and i'm real proud of them like they never like were like what are you doing right Mm -hmm. but i think there was a a switch that flipped yeah i mean it's easier for an actor because they see you on tv and they're like hey and then they see the name Mm -hmm. and then somebody in church in ghana comes up to them and says is atu your son and they're like yes he's my son he looks like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean (laughs) you know and so i i wonder because you know that that's a common thing with um a lot of people I, I especially with television and and uh theater writing and movies because what i what i start to understand is people don't understand that process right i have a writer friend who's written for a lot of television shows she's a white woman right mm-hmm. and her father and mother still don't understand what she does and right. she's like no dad everything the actor says 
what the actor is wearing, the mm-hmm. situation they're in, the set they're on. I wrote that. And he's like, what do you mean you wrote it? I wrote it down. They learned the lines that I wrote for them. Right. And that's what they're saying. Yeah. I mean, people think that people, I'm not saying this is necessarily your mom, but I'm saying that people think that like actors just show up. At the, Make it up. Yeah. Talking, yeah. Which I'm like, no. In those clothes. They yeah, show in up. those clothes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just Hilarious. think that like, yeah, she just doesn't have a concept for it, but I don't blame her because like, yeah. you know, you know, you know, like it's a very, I, I think, what I always try to like uh, um, educate people on is that like we're first generation yeah and these are we're, we're children of of parents from countries that just got their independence yeah you know that my parents are older than Ghana's independence yep. you know what I'm yep. saying 57 exactly mm-hmm. so it's like we're we're and then they are the first set of African people who got their independence from mm-hmm. their country came mm-hmm. to America mm-hmm. willingly. Yeah. We're like, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So then and, and then they had kids. So it's like, yeah. you know, they don't have a comp there was there was no Idris. There was yeah. no Lupita. There was yeah. no Uzo. There was yeah. no, you know, whomever. Exactly. To like tell them that like there could be success here. You could be okay. Yeah. They don't have any concept of that. Right. Um right. and so I don't blame them too much for not yeah of knowing course. or understanding but i yeah. think the i think you know the bigger credits and the bigger things yeah i have a movie i'm, I'm writing a movie for disney which is exciting <laughs> what? Um, look, at, look at how she drops that on the humble yeah, yeah you know she's like the key, disney, you know what i mean just you know i don't know if you heard of them but uh, <laughs> disney with the, the mouse D. with the ears yeah, <laughs> yeah. um well, can I? Um, so, well, yeah, can you, so those kinds of things will be more exciting, I think, for her. Yeah. Yeah. Are, can you talk about that movie yet, or no? Yeah. Um. It's um. It's based. On, it's a musical. Um. It's a Broadway musical that they're turning into a live action film called Once on This Island, mm-hmm. and um, it was kind of like a big hit musical in like the early '90s, and they mm-hmm. did a recent revival of it, like I think four years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's kind of like a Caribbean remake of the little mermaid if you right. okay. okay um but it also has like a, a big kind of color colorism mm-hmm. um element to it and also the kind of backdrop is um haiti haiti mm-hmm. right um, right that's inspired from that um like people and mm-hmm. you know who yeah. maybe didn't have the full weight of understanding how to fully contextualize colorism. Right. right. Um, that right there, that's what you learned in grad school. See how you that just said exactly that? That is exactly what I learned. Yeah. That is literally what you uh, learned. I'm proud of you. It is. Like, that's it. <laughs> contextualize, juxtaposition. Yeah. Like, these are like words you have to learn. Full spectrum of, yeah. the, uh, of, of all of the struggles. <laughs> but, but wait, who who originally wrote this play? Um, the Well, the book, it or was a book. book. Okay. It was a book called um, My Love, My Love, or The Peasant Girl by mm-hmm. Rosa Gee is her mm-hmm. name. Okay. And then um, Stephen, Stephen Flaherty and Lynn Ahrens, okay. who wrote like famous musicals like Ragtime and yeah. anyway, mm-hmm. they wrote Once on this Island. Ah. Um, and it's a sung through musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now Disney and Mark Platt are producing like a live action version. Okay. And I'm writing the film for it. And that is so okay. <laughs> hey, look, see, see what you're doing to him? I love My it. My God. I so, love it. 
I, I just want to back up just a second because, um, you know, the thing that we all do when we sort of come through our careers, like we're like, yeah, I just did this play and then I did and then I was writing for Disney. Right. And so <laughs> some of the more interstitial moments is, is, is what I need a little bit more color on um, where it's like so you, you did. Um, Mean Girls, Mean Girls did really well. And so you mm -hmm. said that's kind of where the agent and all that stuff happened. So yeah, this is stuff true. coming through your agent. Like Disney was like, yo, Joss, boom. Yeah, like right around the time, um, right around the time Schoolgirls happened, I also right. was like, when we were rehearsing Schoolgirls, I was also in a play at the same uh -huh. time. Mm -hmm. And right around then, you know, like I just that was like the real hot spark where people yeah. were like, oh, she's like in a play and about to have yeah. a play mm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got signed in my agency across got the board. It. I'm, I'm with U UTA. Yeah. OK. Mm -hmm. Um. So then I got signed across the board. And then from there, mm -hmm. then you just when you get to these agencies, which people don't know, you then have an agent for everything. Yeah. So you have one agent for, you know, as for acting for mm -hmm. just theater. Mm -hmm. You have one agent. For yeah. acting for just film and TV. Mm -hmm. You have one agent for writing plays, mm -hmm. one agent for TV, one agent for film. It's like yep. yeah, media. It's a team. Yeah. And yeah, it's a nice team. It's a nice mm -hmm. team. It's a good mm -hmm. to have a good team. I love my team. Yeah. And yeah. they all just spread out and mm -hmm. like, you know, talk about their client. Yeah. And then all of these people come back with like all these ideas and whatever. So because schoolgirls had done so well and kind of did well for, you know, like it, we had the run in 2017 and then award season, we did pretty well. Mm -hmm. And then we came back again in 2018. So it was mm -hmm. kind of like, it was like in the zeitgeist for like yeah. a, a little over a year. And it like garnered and we went to LA yeah. you know, and we had a run in LA. There you go. So mm -hmm. we had, a we just, I got a lot of attention mm -hmm. um, um, from different, you know, execs and whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I was able to be really like I was able to like kind of come up on like some really cool opportunities. Yeah. Um, which is exciting. And and once on this island was one of them. That's cool. And so then my the the follow-up question to that is, are there you don't have to tell us, but are is there um is there a a, a Jocelyn Bo production company or something mm. like that you're sort of cooking up on that, mm -hmm. like, you know, um on that level, you know, because yeah. like all the things that I know that you can do and what you've just said, I'm just like, well, how come she doesn't have her own TV network yet? I, I mean, I Ava Part I Two, yeah. Ava Part I, Two, right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I wish I did. I mean, I, I don't. I, I think eventually I mm -hmm. would like to, you know, get into that. I think I'm just so excited about still writing and producing, mm -hmm. you know, get, getting things that I wrote and created myself, mm -hmm. you know, out into the world. And then I feel like I can maybe make a pivot into, you know, just like slightly producing more or whatever. But, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I named, when I when I incorporated, I named my company Ghana Jalof Incorporated. Yo, so like, that's what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> that's it. And that's a hot day for a company. So yes, like, it is. Okay. And the real Jalof, by the way, the, the, the real the only Jalof. The only I'm not sure what's happening in these yes. other countries, y'all. Yeah. But okay. All right. There are a lot I of like white that. people listening to this right now. Like, I don't know. What that is. <laughs> no, they're Google not gonna Jalof. look it up. Yeah. yeah. J O. No. <laughs> well, all right. Let me ask yeah. you this. It sounds like you have a lot of experience and good fortune as far as being able to take the things like your perspective, your vision 
and being able to manifest it into a production. Mm-hmm. What is it like? Because I've only, and and uh, the closest I get to being in this industry is having conversations like this and mm-hmm. knowing Otto. I've heard stories that it's difficult for female writers in the writer's room. And so for you, what is it like being a female writer of color who's known for writing in a specific genre within those spaces? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I think it's, I think I, I feel like I've had the good fortune um, of experiencing a lot of shows that are either uniquely all women like are created by all women, like Russian Doll was an all women mm-hmm. writer's room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right after that, I went to She's Gotta Have It and it was all black people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like I had the, and then, you know, short after that, I worked on Americana, which was all black women, mostly. We had one, we had one yeah. woman who was Asian, yeah, but like right. it was all women of color. Mm-hmm. So right. it was like, I, you know, and now I'm in a little bit more of a mix you know, a uh, situation. And this and it's, that's my first time. I'm like, mm. oh, there's white people here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can write too? Huh, okay. Yeah. This is not Nollywood. <laughs> yeah. See? Mm-hmm. So like, I, I feel like I'm, I've been very fortunate in terms of, you know, my experiences in terms of working and creating, you know, shows like in a writer's room yeah. where I think I've come up on like some, some difficulty has definitely been trying to get my own you know, work produced. So, you know, I tried, uh, uh, and I'll speak candidly on that, like, uh, because of the success of Schoolgirls, I was approached by um, uh, Amy Poehler and her company Mm -hmm. to produce it as a um, television show. And we had had it set up at, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Hulu. We sold it to Hulu. Mm -hmm. And then, unfortunately, they just decided not to move forward with it after right. the me writing the pilot. And then when mm-hmm. we went out to other networks to mm-hmm. try to, you know, get them to buy it, including people who had wanted it, you know, previously, right. you know, they also passed on it too. And it right. was like pretty devastating, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, yeah. <laughs> how, come, how can I have this successful plan that everyone loved? And then I just could not get it. You know, I sold it. I sold right. the show and then yeah. couldn't get it through the door to get picked up the series. And so mm-hmm. like, and that was pretty devastating. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I found myself in like, you know, when I went to my, you know, playwriting, my sister scribes, who I kind of came up with, like mm-hmm. Dominique and Katori, mm-hmm. you know, and Rada, you know, mm-hmm. they all had the same story of, mm-hmm. of something that they, you know, had tried to get produced of their own. And, you know, it just did not work out one way or another. So like when Katori's, you know, play now turned, you know, hit show, P yeah, Valley, P-Valley, yep. you know, went through. I mean, like I, I actually cried. Like the mm. first time I saw, <laughs> I saw the like, yeah. you know, credits. It was because I knew so, you know, um, uh, in, intrinsically. I don't even know viscerally mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. she had gone through mm-hmm. from, you know, page to stage to eventually screen. And right. um, so it, that is really tough. They're not handing out those kind of opportunities so much to. Um, black women who are, have not already proved themselves in some sort yeah. of way. Yeah. Um, so that is still a road we are we are climbing. Yeah. It's a new formula. Yeah. yeah. The way it's you figured tough. out the way you figured out the play. It's mm. a new formula. It's a new formula. And formula I, that I have not on. figured out what to sub in X. You know, mm. right. for why I haven't figured it out yet. Got it. But I will. 
I get. I was, I'm getting I was just going to say that. Oh, you I'm, will. You absolutely yeah. will. You know, this closer, time next yeah. week, I'm, I'm going to look out the door and there's going to be right. like a big billboard. The new network on TV, the PO network, right. the Jamaf network. And I'll be like, that's J- Joss, you didn't tell me. And she's like, yeah, yeah. But I, I just worked on but that. But the issue is, it's like, are, we go- are you going to be free? Can you come no, and do? Be. I, I, Joss, now, I mean, I mean, always, it's been like that before, but always, call me no matter what, girl. Jocelyn, call and, and me. I'm, I'm going to Obama interpret him. Yeah. I'm actually his seat filler for the things that he can't go to. Okay. Well, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Say, I, I know why your parents are proud and they're not worried. You haven't stopped working at <laughs> right. all, ever. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so, I think I think only a pandemic could actually slow you down. It's I mean, like, I'm, yeah, I don't recognize my apartment. I'm like, what is this place? Oh, this is my home. Oh, right. As like, someone I, who I, tries I to things. schedule him to do things. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. I mean, yeah. he's amazing around trying to work across time zones and and that yeah. sort of thing but mm. yeah he's he's a busy dude mm. Mm. yes yes you are you are an inspiration we are, no. we are, we are rooting for you no <laughs> but no but you are the one you'll you'll be writing my my part so i'll be like hey joss i'll be reading your play i'll be reading everything you'll do and i'll, I'll just go on it you know i'll, I'll, I'll be fine with it just call me just call me hey I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> so yo this was Here's what I love about Radio Zamunda. I say it almost every time. When I bring somebody I know, the, the, no matter how much I know or don't know, there's always something I learn and there's always something I'm inspired by, right? Mm. I mean, I kind of knew Josh's story and then she's dropping these jewels on me and I'm like, I didn't know that and that and that and that. And so the thing I really, I always admired, I always admired the the grit I sensed from you and also just how damn funny you were and skilled at whatever you did so because because we haven't really talked about the acting not not because you haven't been you know you're not lupita but (laughs) you're a a fantastic actress you know what i mean like anytime i've seen her on stage i'm like yo joss is ripping it up so to have the you can be the hyphenate if you want to you can do you can have your own hbo special where you write a character for yourself which i really admire when people do that so i cannot wait to see the next thing you do, which apparently is going to be a Disney movie, apparently is something that you can't even talk about now. And then <laughs> oh, we got to we got to end this so we can hear the yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're about to go under, and you you're not going to know. We get the right. inside scoop on what Josh is yeah. doing next. Sorry. But, yeah, sorry about that. It's top secret. Not sorry. This this level seven <laughs> stuff right here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think at at this point, I just want to say. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. I really Thank respect you. you. Thank you so me. much. This was yeah. so much fun. It yeah. really was like I was talking to like, you know, my Ghanaian cousin. Yeah. Like, cool. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was dope. So much. Thank you so much. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I, I, can I say this? And it's, it's, it. it doesn't even matter that it's February. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm always excited when Otto brings people on. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't. I, maybe I might know you from like, uh, like an Asante mom meeting. You know what I mean, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, our yeah. parents, mm-hmm. you know. But um, it is just amazing to see people of color, mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. black women, Ghanaian women, mm-hmm. showing up and showing out in this space and murdering it. You know, murdering I mean? it. That is, is inspiring. Murdering. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I know we happen to be in Black History Month, but this is all year round. So yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm just happy that we we get to share your story 100 with the other work that you're doing. That that 100%. makes me happy. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. That's great. And, I'm really excited. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. And come back. And come, come back when you start to bring you but on. Prior yeah. prior to the network, just come back. I will. Know. I will. <laughs> and you make know. sure you have my number so you can cast me in the next thing. Okay. One thousand percent. We're gonna connect on the insta and, and we'll there you, you know there you go. So there that I go. can, you know, take take the things he can't do because he's so busy. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so with that said, man's in the blue shirt. Yes, sir. Who are you? I'm Kwaku. I'm sorry. Let me say it the right. I'm Kwaku. And who are you? <laughs> I'm Ato. And this is Radio Zamunda da Dope. Shit. All right. And who are we graced and just absolutely just soaking up the essence of, mm. but my girl, the great, the amazing, the, you all don't even know yet what you're in for. Mm. Jocelyn Beal. What's yes. up, girl? Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you thank so you, thank much. You. Yes. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. And what you think, man? Yo, I it is always the right time for Black Girl Magic. Black Girl Magic. Mm -hmm. Two, you know, when people use the expression like, "Oh, that's my cousin." You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, she looks like one of my cousins. (laughs) And I cannot express how how much pride I feel, like how savvy, yeah, how savvy she is, yeah, around being able to create space for her art in this in this world right right i'm 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 yeah her voice is incredible and uh just the the impetus i'm always uh, impressed of a you know a relatively young person in mm-hmm. a space where there's older more experienced people but her story about when she was doing mean girls and uh you know how she sort of influenced mcc to yes hey you need to market to these people. Like it, it takes a lot of chutzpah. I was just uh, going to say that word. That. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, I, I think, you know, there's, um, I guess the pride word is correct for us because again, it's like, you feel like she's family because we all speak the same sort of language. We all have right. the same immigrant experience. And so yeah. it's like our sister has come, she's come to do this. Hey, she's, hey, hey, she, Jocelyn, you're doing this. Hey. Yes. Uh, so it was, it was hard to sort of be, it's not like we're investigative journalists or anything like that, but like, yeah. it, you know, you, I, you don't want to be so sort of ingratiating with even your friends because you want to sort of have a, 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 an honest conversation about what you're having. But I just, the whole time I'm just smiling at her because there's a okay. lot of stuff that I don't know. I'm like, girl, you did what? And right. so what, uh, what, oh, I'm so glad she's doing so well um, because she deserves it. And, the day you see the stuff that she writes, um, she is hilarious and funny and such. And I've already a seen voice. two. I mean, I know yeah. those were like things that she was doing in conjunction right. with other people. Right. But I right. like I, the the representation piece, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, there, you know, you have gangs of New York. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use that as an example. So if sure. you're Irish, 
you watch that movie, mm-hmm. there's a party where you see that and you're like, all right, right. that's cool. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Um, and Roots is a really poor example. But if mm-hmm. you are, you know, if if your family has been in this country for generations mm-hmm. and you see 12 Years a Slave, you see Roots or whatever, there's a part of you that might be able to connect with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. far as like your history and your culture and how you've developed into the person that you are. Mm-hmm. We don't have, like she raised that point about, um, uh, well, you, you're writing stories about Africa, but everybody's so happy. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. and you know, this is obviously someone who hasn't been to your parents' New Year's Eve, New Year's right, Eve party right. in Ghana. You know what I mean? Right. You right. go to Ghanaian parties mm-hmm. and they are parties. Yes. Yes. You yeah. go to Ghanaian funerals mm-hmm. and they are parties. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So much, there's, yeah. So, there's so much joy. Yeah. 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 And I think that's the, uh, she is also, I think her generation, when I'm talking about, she's a little bit behind us right. coming up. Um, and she's in this uh, generation that I think is so energetic. The the people, the younger people that are coming up now with this great sort of language and mm-hmm. um, sureness of themselves. Yes. I think is great. I think that I don't know if our generation had that much sophistication as she no. does. Do you know what I mean? I agree. She just, uh, you yeah. know, popping off all those words and this is what I think and I've had this experience, so I'm going to do it this way, right? There's right. something really lovely about that. Um, and uh, she uh, just encapsulates the whole thing. And uh, boy, she's got that like steady confidence. She's like, you know, I got to hustle, but you know, I got this. You know, yeah. it's really amazing. Because it's Jeez. not it's 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 not trivial to just be, you know, it, you were writing some plays, those plays got produced, and then suddenly you're in a writer's room, right? On a Netflix thing or a Disney thing or a thing like that's a big leap, you know what I mean? That's a huge yeah. sort of like transition, and she's she does it with a plum, you know. She is joyful. I mean, like both of us couldn't help but smile. I don't. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. we've had guests on, but I don't. I haven't laughed that hard. Yeah. In a minute. Yeah. And yeah. and it, it's going to seem like a weird connection, but she has a David Bowie-esque confidence. Uh-huh. Mm. And what I mean by that is mm. being able to align her artistic vision mm-hmm. with her business mm-hmm. in this way that feels natural. Mm-hmm. But it's really easy to come across as like, yeah. well, I'm trying to make money or I'm being, mm-hmm. you know, being mm-hmm. a little shady or slimy about it. Right. But that's not it at all. She's like, right. no, this is how we get to the people. Right, right. This is this is how I create context so people understand yeah. how amazing this is. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, she yeah. has that thing on her because yeah. David Bowie would do that all the time. Yeah, you know, like Madonna. You know mm. these people who I mean, and I'm not saying that she's like a chameleon that's constantly evolving. Sure, I know. Yeah, although she has that capacity. Yeah, but she knows how to merge art and commerce mm-hmm. in a way that feels natural mm-hmm. it's intentional it's natural it's fluid and representative and, and yes and she's an activist you know what i mean it's like yes. all of those wrapped up in one and she makes it easy because it's it's natural because it's it's re, it's uh genuine right yeah that's what you mean uh yeah i got what you mean yeah it's totally genuine that's uh man <laughs> you know and it's like i'm not getting cast cool i'll go right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Joss, so. that was dope. Holy shit, man! She, uh, 
that's another one. She's she's going places. She's she's already at places. She's already there. <laughs> yeah. So you know, yeah. I know she can't talk about what she's working on. She shared yeah, yeah. a little bit of it with us, but yeah. it's it's just more pride and it's yeah. more love. And yeah. when you're talking about going places and like the gel off network, mm-hmm. it's on its way. Yes. I will I will be getting a uh um an email shortly from my agent saying, Hey, there's this, uh, Jocelyn bio, uh, doing something. I think it might be interesting. And I'll be like, Jocelyn bio shit. Call her right now. <laughs> That's so, my girl. Yeah. Have my anyway. team call her team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's That's run amazing. It. Amazing. You know, well, Man, you anyway, again, you're, yeah. to, you're getting to the point now. I'm intimidated. I mean, I have people, mm. I have people on deck, but yeah. now I'm intimidated. I hear you. I hear you. You keep, you keep, you know, stepping it up like you this. You got to come with the hot shit, bro. Let's do I, it. That's, Let's what, do that's it. what I try to do. You know yeah. what I mean? But, you know, uh, I, I don't even know if I can keep up with you. Okay. We'll see. But that's the challenge. That's the beauty of yeah. it. That's it. You know. And that's so, it. Who are you? I was going to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm Kwaku, and who are you? I'm Otto, and this is Radio Zamunda The. Dope. Shit. Kwaku is not drunk. He's not drunk. <laughs> He's just like this. Completely sober. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. <laughs>